Hey there, and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kinsey Dzinski, and this is a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. And I'm so glad you're joining me today on this ninth episode. And today we're doing things a little bit differently, so we're doing a Q&A. But before we do, I need to say happy anniversary to my parents. So today is their golden anniversary, and they have been married for 30 years on the 30th. So happy anniversary, you guys. And a while back, I did a series on Instagram where I asked couples a few questions and had them respond with their own experience. And so today, I wanted to share my parents' Q&A with you to get this ball rolling. So question, what's the hardest thing you've been through in marriage thus far? Their answer, the loss of two babies in the first few years of our marriage. Taylor's twin, Diana, was stillborn at 31 weeks. The joy of Taylor's birth and the sorrow of Diana's death was an emotional roller coaster unlike anything we'd ever experienced. We also lost a baby to miscarriage at 13 weeks. Question, what's the most miraculous thing God's done in your lives thus far? Their answer, the fact that we made it past year 12 is truly a miracle. Because of our brokenness and selfishness, we made a huge mess of our marriage. We finally surrendered our lives and marriage to the Lord and began seeing a Christian marriage counselor. Because of God's grace, mercy, and forgiveness, along with a lot of hard work, we experienced restoration in our marriage that we didn't think was possible. Question. If you could give your younger selves any advice about life or marriage, what would it be? Their answer. People make terrible saviors and marriage won't fix your issues. Seek healing and wholeness from the Lord individually before you get married. So thanks, Mom and Dad, for your authenticity, for your wisdom, and for the example that we have in your marriage. All right, so I asked for questions last week from you guys, and I got so many good ones. And I'm going to try to address as many as I can. Although I'm realizing I got way more questions than I have time to respond to in 15 minutes. And so I'll do my best here. But this question comes from Cassie. She says, how do you know if you have a healthy marriage? We've been married eight months and we're happy, so happy. But we still have our frustrations and moments that feel like the three-year-old tantrum you described in a previous episode. We both recognize that and have tried to avoid those situations but we find ourselves in that spot again and again. Okay, this is a great question, Cassie, and I actually don't think I've ever been asked it before. So I would say the health of your marriage depends on two things, individual health and emotional connectedness. I say individual health because a marriage will only ever be as healthy as the two individuals in it, and that goes emotionally, psychologically, sexually, and spiritually. And I say emotional connectedness because when I look at the research, this seems to be the point at which marriages are made or broken. So if a couple is emotionally disconnected for a long period of time, they'll often slide into what's called a distance and isolation cascade, leading toward divorce or just a roommate marriage situation. But if a couple remains emotionally connected throughout the years, it means that they have a relationship built on trust, commitment, and friendship and that they've learned how to do communication and conflict in healthy ways. Now, I know that's a pretty straightforward answer, but what I really hear you asking with this question is, 
Are we healthy or not? We're mostly happy, though we get frustrated at times. So I think we are, but I want to be sure. And I totally get it. I remember being there too in my first few months of marriage because there was a lot to figure out. We weren't quite where we wanted to be and we wanted to be sure that we were headed in the right direction, right? So what I would say to your specific situation, Cassie, is that it sounds like you're in a perfectly normal developmental stage in your marriage. You've been married for less than a year, so my hunch is that you're moving beyond the honeymoon stage and into the next phase of discovering the issues that you and your husband will have to work through when it comes to your specific individual differences and expectations. And to be clear, when I say honeymoon stage, I'm not referring to the way you feel about each other. I'm referring to the period of time where the things that will eventually come up lie dormant. So it sounds like you guys are just starting to experience those, and I love your self-awareness in it, but again, I just want to remind you that it's perfectly normal. It's just what you do with it that matters. So as you describe feeling frustrated with each other at times, the best thing both of you can do now is after those moments happen, just start to take inventory of your own reactions. So ask yourselves, why did I just react that way? What were my expectations of the situation? Or why was that so triggering for me? And then later, have a calm conversation with each other about what happened so that you can better learn what's going on inside of each other and stay emotionally connected through those moments instead of creating distance, which is what we do every time we avoid conflict or negative feelings. And I don't have enough time to go into this here, but it's important to understand that feeling happy and feeling sad are both okay in marriage. So I don't know your background, Cassie, but I think many of us who, especially who've grown up in an American media-saturated culture, have bought into this irrational idea that we'll experience positive and negative feelings before marriage, but when we get married, we should only feel happy for the rest of our lives, and if we don't, then something must be wrong. With that subconscious idea in the back of our minds, what do we do? We avoid conflict and negative feelings like the plague, or if we're the type to react quickly, then we fly off the handle and then we try to brush the shrapnel under the rug later. But the healthy way, the brave way, is to be vulnerable with each other and to risk being more fully known. And this is our growing edge when we're in our first few years of marriage. We've got to learn how to do this in a healthy way if we want to grow in intimacy and have the type of marriages that God intended us to have. Now, if you're thinking, great, Kinsey, but where do I even start? Or, okay, this gets me started, but what do we do next? Then I want to invite you to take one of three action steps. If any of you haven't yet taken my free research-based relationship quiz, then that would be a great place to start in better understanding the health of your marriage. Just visit bravemarriage.com quiz. Two, if you've already taken that and are interested in a more substantive, valid, and reliable measure, I'd be happy to facilitate one of three robust assessments I'm certified in. And three, if you have a good idea of where you are and where you'd like to be, but you know you've never had or have never implemented the right skills and strategies to help you get there, then I'd love to work with you through couples coaching online. Just visit bravemarriage.com slash couples coaching. Okay, this next question comes from Katie, and she says, My husband and I have been married seven years. 
My question is, how do we know when it's time to see a professional? Things are fine, but not great, and we bicker a lot. We've had a lot of life changes in the last year that have put stress on our relationship and make it hard to find time for each other. If it is time, what would we look for in a good counselor? Okay, this is such a good question, Katie, and I know for a fact one that others are wondering as well. So I think that if things are fine but not great, then now's a great time to see a professional. Because I guess here's my question back to you. If things are fine but not great, why not aim for great, right? Or let me ask it differently. If your relationship could be even better within the next few months, would coaching or counseling be worth it? Now, let me briefly explain the difference between the two. So, coaching is aimed at helping you as a couple move from where you are presently to where you want to be in the future based on learning new skills to help you develop the marriage you want to have. Counseling, on the other hand, is often aimed at helping you develop understanding around your current dynamics as well as the past in order to change the present. So, topics might include family of origin, issues, and past relational hurts. So, the question I would ask to help you decide is, are we in a place where learning new ways of thinking and relating will get us to where we want to be? Or, are there underlying issues from past relational hurts or our backgrounds that are affecting where we are today? To answer your question about what to look for in a professional, I would say whether you go with a counselor or a coach, you need to look for two things. Are they licensed and credentialed? And are they in support of saving marriages? Now, the letters you're looking for after a professional's name are MFT, which means that the person has been trained as a marriage and family therapist. And this is important because they're the only type of mental health professional that's had extensive training in working to improve your marriage as a unit. Now, that's extremely oversimplified, and there are a few exceptions to the rule, but a good rule of thumb, if you're searching on your own, is to find a professional who's an MFT or an LMFT. And if you want to figure out whether or not a professional is in support of you staying married, just ask when you call. Their answer should be a resounding yes, with the exception of domestic violence. So this may be a surprise to some of you, it may not be to others, but there are a large majority of counselors who are more in support of individual happiness than they are keeping marriages together. So that's another important piece to look for. So Katie, I hope that's helpful to you. Um, I could go more in depth, but that's a good place to start. And while I'm thinking about it, I hope you all will let me share something else that's coming to mind right now. So a lot of people mistakenly think that because I'm a marriage therapist and coach, my husband and I don't have issues or conflict, as if the sign of a healthy marriage is the absence of problems. But that's so far from reality, it's really quite amusing. Evan and I, we attended a couples coaching workshop four months into marriage, which did help us establish healthy patterns from the get-go, and those habits stuck and have carried us forward over the past six years. But you better believe that after experiencing the most difficult season in our marriage thus far, we saw a marriage counselor ourselves at the first sign of emotional disconnection and just feeling like we were relating differently than we had been. Because our marriage is too important to us to let it go. And I share this with you, with all of you, because this is actually one of my goals for the podcast, 
is helping couples shift their mindsets around marital health. Because what people often ask me without even realizing it is, how bad off do we have to be to come see you, right? So let me put it this way. If you found a tumor on your body, would you wait around for years watching it grow, not knowing whether or not it's cancerous? I certainly hope not. You'd probably go and get it checked out before your body started suffering the effects, not after, right? I mean, we value our physical health enough to, at the very least, go and get things checked out because what's going to happen? We'll either gain a peace of mind or get the help we need. Yet when it comes to our mental, emotional, and relational health, we try to manage on our own until we can't. And then we go get help when whatever we're struggling with is in stage four. And here's what the research shows. Couples wait an average of six years too long to go to marriage counseling. So from the time the original issue arises to the time a couple finds themselves in a professional's office, six years has passed by. And by the time they get there, they're already in stage four, if you will, So the original issue is no longer the issue, but instead the negativity and emotional distance that have layered on top of all the issues underneath, and except by the grace of God and his power to work miracles, most couples don't have the patience or willingness to deconstruct everything and rebuild. So thank you for letting me have that aside, and I realize that I'm not going to change the collective mind of our society overnight. But I sure as heck am devoting my career to try and move the needle. Okay, and the last question that I think we'll have time for today comes from Jeff. And he asks, why brave marriage? And I'd love to hear how you've helped other couples and the impact it's had on their life. Well, when I began practicing marriage therapy, I was well aware of the statistics. Divorce rates hover just under 50%. Couples will wait an average of six years too long to get the help they need, and couples in the church are equally included in those statistics. So, feeling called to work with couples since I was 16 and keeping these stats in mind, I can pinpoint a few moments that contributed directly to brave marriage. One was getting married myself and within those first few years having two significant experiences learning how and how not to do marriage in grad school and attending a communication workshop four months into marriage that literally changed the trajectory of our marriage. And hear me say, it wasn't bad. We were just still unsure how to navigate some things. But after learning what we learned, things between us got even better, and what we learned that weekend has carried us through till today. So obviously, I wanted others to have that same experience, but I wasn't about to hang my hat on personal experience alone. So a second moment that led to brave marriage was working with this amazing couple in my practice who'd been married for less than a year. And guess what? They were there to be proactive, not reactive, when it came to health and success in their marriage. And it was the most fun I've ever had in counseling or coaching because they got it. And then they passed it on to their friends. And so Over the past six years, the Lord has really strengthened my heart for couples in their first few years of marriage, because there's no better time to establish the right habits and patterns and dynamics. I've watched that be true in my own marriage and now in the lives of couples I've worked with. But here's the deal, and here's where brave marriage comes in. Having a healthy marriage, 
whether you're a Christian or not, is dependent upon two people who are brave enough to be real with themselves, vulnerable with each other, and humble enough to consider each other as more significant than themselves. So that's why brave marriage. Because of the courage and surrender and intentionality involved. So with this podcast, I'm just praying for a community of couples who value spirit-led self-awareness, intentionality, and inside-out transformation in order to live out mutually empowered lives, intimate marriages, and inspired legacies. So that's the vision. And I really believe that if we can get it and prioritize the work we need to do up front, then even more lives, marriages, and churches will be changed for the glory of God and good of others. To answer the second part of your question, I just recently had a coaching client reach out and give me an update on life, and she said, my husband and I have made leaps and bounds since we met with you last year. I support my husband just like he supports me. And there's a new sense of trust between the two of us now. It's been so freeing not to have that pit in my stomach when it comes to, and then she goes on to describe the issue they were working through. He really stood by me and understood how I felt with the issue. It's funny because your sessions still come up from time to time. When we do have our little arguments, I can see my husband taking a moment and repeat what I said to make sure he understood what I was saying. And it makes me smile because I know deep down he took our sessions to heart and still uses those tools to this day. We aren't perfect by any means and I still talk a mile a minute, which I try every day to work on. But life is good and we're enjoying it and I'm so thankful for my marriage. I mean, this just makes my heart so happy, you guys, and it's why I do the work that I do. I want every couple, really, to be able to say the same thing, that they're enjoying life and thankful for their marriage. And if you desire that too, then again, I'd love to work with you through couples coaching, wherever you are, or through my private practice, which is located in Lexington, Kentucky. So your action step for today is a bit different than in previous weeks, but it's one of two things, or both if they apply. If you've enjoyed this Q&A style podcast, please let me know by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. And if counseling or coaching is something you're thinking more about after this episode, then I'd love for you to check out bravemarriage.com couples coaching. And if you click on the purple button, It will take you to a form to fill out with questions about your marriage to help you decide if couples coaching with me is right for you. Thank you again for those questions, Jeff, Katie, and Cassie, and to all of you who submitted questions, which I hope to answer as many as I can in future episodes. My prayer for your marriage this week is that no matter what stage or season of marriage you're in, you'd be strong and courageous, not scared or discouraged, because The Lord your God is with you, yes you, wherever you go. Take care. Bye-bye. Love is not a battle. Love is not a bond. Love is just as fragile as it is strong.